What's going on, guys? This is Dave, a.k.a. Dynasty Dorks, and this is the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, presented to you by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win money. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, bachelor's WinBet, at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T, to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Thanksgiving Free Roll. Everyone who hits a football bingo in our in our contest will win $100 cash and a $100 gift card to the SGPN store exclusively on the SGPN app. They took out Dallas sucks off of the uh, intro there, oh, but um, for everyone, uh, just let them know you support the show by putting hashtag Dallas sucks. We'd love to get this. Wow. See the internet. <laughs> the Cowboys, you all Cowboys We're not having it. Dallas sucks. We can't have that. Uh, well, welcome to the show, everybody. Make sure you subscribe, uh, comment, leave us any questions you have, anything fantasy football. We're here for sports specifically for dynasty we're going to do qb rankings as well as we're going to talk about some qbs to sell qbs to trade and i brought some trade addicts on uh russ first time on this show not the first time with me how you doing sir i'm doing good i'm, I'm ready to talk not as much as i normally talk oh all right we'll see we'll see we'll see and uh, this isn't like around the horn no one's gonna get uh buzzed or anything like that or muted uh rocky how you doing sir doing good i I love those the fancy opening sequence. Yeah, Russ, when are we gonna get one of those? The fancy <laughs> yeah, video sequence to open. Yeah, just anyone <laughs> anyone on the podcast may not have noticed that I hit the wrong wrong video for a second. <laughs> but um <laughs> but yeah, I appreciate that. Make sure you guys give, give these guys a follow. Uh, Dynasty Outhouse for Russ and Dynasty FF Addict for Rocky. We got Brad. Uh we're just we're gonna start off with we got some news and notes. Kyle Pitts. Uh, MCL injury. It's been a rough, rough season for anyone that drafted Kyle Pitts, and it's it's just even worse. He has he has forty seven percent, you know, catchable targets. Um, he's got you know two touchdowns on the year. It's just been an awful year. Now he could be just shut down for the rest of the season. Um, is this a, a window to buy, Russ? What are you what are you doing with Kyle Pitts right now? If you if you don't have him. I mean, yeah, uh, the dude is good. The team is unfortunately winning in a way that sucks for anyone who catches passes. So, but you got to hope that this can't, like, they can't see this and be like, this is our plan going forward. Marcus Mariota, 31-year-old Corderell Patterson, and these running backs that we've never heard of before. Like, that. that's not what you do you drafted Kyle Pitts at what was it like five four and then four. London four and London in the teens and it's just like you know you, you get someone to throw the ball to that and assuming that's what happens in the offseason and fingers 
across. It's not Arthur Smith calling plays next year either, but like it has to get better. And if like, if we're paying human being prices for Kyle Pitts right now, yeah, you go pay a human being price for Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have to hope you get him. Like you can get him for two first now. maybe. I I mean, even with the the poor production, I, I think most Kyle Pitts managers are, are not selling too low. Uh, you either you either paid a fortune to get them, or you've been holding out for almost two years now, waiting for that that stud uh, tight end to come out. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I it might be a buy window, but I think you're still paying a pretty nice price. Oh yeah, it won't be cheap. It shouldn't be cheap. Let me say that. You may have someone who's a little too angry about it, but let's yeah. let's test the water. I want to test the water since we've got the addicts here. Would you Would you take Travis Kelsey straight up for Kyle Pitts right now. Oh, if you want points, oh yes, like we're talking yeah. dynasty though. I don't care. Yeah. Oh man, funny is I don't think I would. Oh, ten points per game. <laughs> oh, if you're, contend- if you're a contender, you've already been winning without getting much from 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 your title. So end. let me go and even if it's single digit percentages, give me a whole lot of points to put in my lineup. Yeah, I want that. I would need a little on top. Yeah. Uh, what about um, Dallas Goddard for Kyle Pitts? No. I, I, I would. If I wouldn't do Kelsey, I, I wouldn't. I'm not. Kelsey would is basically, you know, Andrews is the only other one that would be in consideration in that tier. So uh, anyone below that, I would not do for straight up for Kyle Pitts. Okay. And then the the other only other one I would have is uh, you know, Joe Mixon, Samaje Piran. It's been an up and down season for Joe Mixon. They really we're not running him and they finally did. Then he got it, you know, got, um, had the huge blow up game. And then last week, yeah, this week was a dud. And then on top of it, he left the game with a concussion. He's had concussion in his past. Uh, I mean, Samaje Piran is, is seems like the guy. Um, but with Joe Mixon, is this a concern moving forward in dynasty? No. Uh, if it wasn't before, why would it be now? It's, it's no different. Sorry, my camera is just the freaking worst. And I looked into how to get it fixed. The only way to fix this is to literally open it up and adjust the lens. And like, these things are not meant for that. Like, <laughs> so I just try and do whatever the hell to fix it when it's going. But no, no, you're not changing Mixon's value on this. So Mixon's value is already lower than it should be because he's as inconsistent as he has been his entire career. I don't think this changes anything. And so the, the last one I'll end on is Tony Pollard. So I'll, I have two more. So Tony Pollard, I put a, a poll out today. T- Tony Pollard or DeAndre Swift? Who would you rather have in Dynasty right now, Rocky? Oh, still DeAndre Swift. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yes, Tony Pollard is on a nice little run here. And, and, and Zeke is probably about to fade into the background a little bit. But I, I still don't see a huge long term for Tony Pollard. Uh, and I know DeAndre Swift is frustrating to own. He's hurt all the time. And then when he gets somewhat healthy, they they like to pull him back. Jamal Williams with his three touchdowns this week. Uh, but but De- DeAndre Swift is still a much more talented player. And you just have to hope there's going to be that season, even if it's not this year, where it all clicks. And Tony Pollard is what, like 25, 26 now? 26. 25. Yeah. 25 will be 26 next year. Yeah. So Free agent also, right? Free agent next year. Yeah, and even with the being free agent, though, I mean, I, I don't know how many running back spots are going to be open. It's a good running back class. So I don't know that he's, like, locked into – even if he leaves, he gets a starting job. So no, I was saying that was a bad thing. Like, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, so even if he goes somewhere else, he's probably still a one B to somebody. So, yeah, it, to me, it's still easily DeAndre Swift. And, and then Cooper Cup. So, you know, if you're if you if your league has trade deadlines, you're trying to make some moves as soon as possible, and it's much easier to trade picks or players that are injured that aren't helping you now. Cooper Cup's one of those players that we most likely will not see him for the rest of the fantasy football season, and probably the rest of the year because it looks like the season is pretty much over for the Rams. I had I traded Cooper Cup in a league today. Um, this was a, a trade that went down. Cooper Cup and James James Robinson plus a 2023 first, an early 2023 first for Stefan Diggs and Najee Harris. Cup, Say that early, one more time. Cup yeah. early 23 first, Cup, James Robinson for Stefan Diggs and Najee Harris. James Robinson. Oh, I mean, take that back. Let's take that back. It's not an early, it's a it's a mid to late first. So mid first and cup for Najee and Diggs. Diggs. They also get James Robinson on the cup side. It's easy Najee Diggs side for me. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Najee Diggs. Because like when they're healthy, Cup and Diggs aren't really that far apart. Right. And you're getting what a year or two? 28, 29 with Diggs. They I mean, not that it matters that much, but it's still better to have the guy that's one year younger yeah. and, and Najee Harris on top, which I, you know, he's still, he's not dead. I mean, everybody hates him now, but watch, yeah. watch Pittsburgh play. It is not his fault. The dude like breaks or evades three tackles behind the line, but that's already three dudes tackling him behind the line. Like this guy makes a three yard run, but it really should be 15 just because it's just not. Yeah. He can't get worse. He's looked a lot better the last couple weeks. And then yesterday he had a really good, you know, really good run. And to your point, yeah, he's like, you're seeing some, like the other day we saw like Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson were getting four or five yards before they were even touched. And it's the opposite. Like, you know, for the Rams running backs and for the Pittsburgh running backs, those offensive lines are so bad. They're generating zero pressure. And the, you know, the running backs are essentially battling the defensive linemen for the handoff um, before the play even starts. And it's just, it's rough. So, um, but I had, you know, I had Cooper cup. I was like, Hey, I'm looking for uh, a receiver, anyone. And and I went through and I, I asked and everyone was turning me down. And these are guys that are selling openly like, Hey, these, you know, I'm selling, I'm selling, uh, you know, what do, what do you want? I'm like, will you give me T Higgins for Cooper cup? Nope. Amon Ross St. Brown for Cooper cup. The best, the best offers that I was getting were like uh, Chris Godwin or Michael Pittman for Cooper cup. Um, people were just, were not interested. Um, I, I was thinking for maybe some older players. I was thinking like Amari Cooper plus a little something for Cooper cup, but Amari Cooper happened to be on a contender and he wasn't interested, but it was selling Cooper cup was, was much harder today than I thought. Yeah, we we had talked about it on Trade Addicts when he when he got hurt, and it's it is hard to move him because there's a it's kind of hard to find who exactly wants a a thirty year old receiver who isn't scoring you points. Yeah, so I think the way you did it though is kind of a go adding a twenty three first to get someone in the same tier plus is is a good way because you know those twenty three firsts are golden at this point in Dynasty. So I think that's a pretty good way to to kind of go about trying to move Cup add add a first to him and, and see what you can do there. Yep. All right, we're going to check in with the sponsors and get into our QB rankings. So we'll be right back. And we're going to talk to you about Win. Uh, if you're ready to win money and boost your odds, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, 
New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards at WinBet. Be on the lookout for WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game odds to live in-game parlays for every major sport, WinBet, WinBet has exactly what you need to win. Ready to play, sign up today, and receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. With so much to choose from, all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com, backslash WinBet. That's so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com, backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T, to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must, must be 21 or older and present in a play state where play-through win bet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Let's get into our consensus number one. I don't think there's a whole lot to talk about with Josh Allen. Josh Allen is our number one. Anybody, is there any anyone else that you would consider for the, the number one spot or is Josh Allen clearly, clearly at the top? I mean, I feel like you can't be angry if someone says Patrick Mahomes. Like, I get it. But two years in a row, it's been Allen right now. It's Allen. And what is the funniest thing in the world is the only reason, not the only reason, one of the biggest reasons you'll hear as to why Allen shouldn't be the number one is because he's a running quarterback, running quarterbacks get hurt more, which has been disproven. But then Josh Allen does actually get himself hurt throwing the ball. ball, Yeah. Like it had nothing to do with running. (laughs) He wasn't running. He wasn't, he was throwing the ball and the dude has such a cannon that he gets a pitching injury. Like, I mean, it took Roethlisberger 16 years to get that injury, and Allen does it in four. You know, like, it. Allen should be the number one. He has the legs that give him the floor and the ceiling. Insanely improved as a passer, or Steph Diggs is just good enough to cover up that he might not be great, but he's Steph Diggs is still there, and Steph Diggs is still great, so... Yeah. yeah, and running back, running quarterbacks score more points too. So people like to throw out that argument. A lot of times, way more. I think it's been shown. I think people have done like research on this that guys get hurt, even running quarterbacks get hurt more in the pocket than they do, you know, scrambling out in the open field and someone hits them. So, uh, yeah, I did consider Mahomes for number one, and, and it, it, he's the only other one in consideration. I was just looking at at least in trade addict scoring, they're like a half a point apart or something like that, and they're both like four points ahead of anybody else. So yeah. he's the only other one you can think about is Mahomes. And, and Mahomes is at number two for all of us. So we all have the same one, the same two. I'm Brad. Why why was why is Mahomes uh clear cut above the, the three spot? Well it's longevity. We talked a little bit about pre-show, right? Longevity is key for me in dynasty rankings. Who do I believe has the longest tenure with the team and the situation that they're in right now? And I just see Kansas City able to do that. Right. You look at the loss of Tyreek Hill and they bring in all these different pieces in MVS and Juju Smith-Schuster and now Kadarius Tony and drafting Isaiah Pacheco and moving away from CEH. And they're just making it work. Andy Reid and that coaching staff is legit in the long term. They can modify what they do based on the personnel and they can even do some of the same stuff with different personnel. So it's all about longevity for me. And I see him as the most secure next to Josh Allen out of the rest of these quarterbacks. Yeah, before and- we move on and before we keep talking about anything that has to do with fantasy football whatsoever, Brad, you are 
a brave, brave man to be tossing a ball around that many bottles. <laughs> They're all behind me. They're all behind me. I, I've I seen too many movies, sitcoms, and TV shows that you're just you're tossing Bounce three inches in the air, and then all of a sudden you go to talk and you pull right one of these, yeah. and then you know, Men in Black style just <laughs> crashes everything. I'm watching you toss it, and I'm just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. well, It'll hit the floor maybe at least once uh, tonight. We'll, we'll and and so, so, Brad, you can check me on the ADP. Or is it one, two ADP for the same thing? That, that's correct, yep. All right, and so number three, we had different answers. Two of us went Jalen Hurts. Two of us went Justin Herbert. Um, but at the end of the day, it came down to Justin Herbert as the number three in our, in our consensus. Um, I am one of the ones that had him higher and you know we've seen him do it with a a poor group um last night was you could you could see the arm on display he's also got the legs and uh with, with justin herbert he's a little younger than the guys we just mentioned and you know he doesn't run as much as some of the other guys that we're about to mention so i think longevity wise you're gonna have you're gonna have him and he's just got such such a night you know, his arm is just ridiculous and uh you know i i I think everyone agrees because if you didn't have him at three, you had him at four. Um, Russ, I believe you may have had you may have had Herbert at four. I had Herbert four, yeah. Yep. Uh, and I'm guessing Rocky was also the other one having Herbert at four. We probably both had Hertz at three. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, Herbert's awesome. Like that was. It's really funny where he was. He was supposed to come out the year before. He decided to stay into school, come into the NFL. And he was going to be the QB1 the year he was going to come out. And then when he decided not to, it's just like we decided to not remember that he was good. Yeah. And then we got excited with Tua and with Burrow. Yeah, whatever, Herbert. And then, like, Herbert starts playing, and we're just like, ah, that's right. So, like, this isn't surprising. Herbert's really, really good. And it helps to have – I really love uh, Staley. Is that their coach? Or – I keep going to say Brandon Staley. Stokely, but that's right. the old. Yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. Like their coach, I really like their coach. He's intelligent and puts the right players in the right places to do things. So everything is around Herbert to succeed, even when Williams and Keenan go out. I mean, Josh Palmer and Dion Carter aren't exactly the greatest wide receivers in the world, but they fit exactly where they needed to. And they were still able to do really well because, you know, because Herbert can put the ball wherever, wherever he needs to. So he is super, super good. But I mean, I'm going to put Hertz above him because that offense and those legs, I mean, that's really all it is. Like I, again, it's not something I would argue if anyone took Herbert over Hertz or Hertz over Herbert. It's just like, okay, cool. You got a really good player. Yeah, and so so Rocky, you had Hertz at three, and then Hertz is our number four. I was the lowest, so I'll let you go first on, on why he should be number three. Yeah, I mean, he's the only concern with him really from a fantasy perspective, especially, has been the long term outlook for him, and that's 
as far as I'm concerned, been clearly solidified this year. Yes, he's not under contract yet. I will be the most, and I'm an Eagles fan, I'll be the most shocked person on the face of the earth is there, if there's not a long-term contract extension after this season for Jalen Hurts, which means he's going to be locked in for a good long time. They got A.J. Brown there for the next three years after this one. Um, he's playing as well as he ever has. He's literally he's literally gotten better pretty much every season of his career. To Going back to college, he, he's just improved year upon year upon year. And, and I'm talking past Passing. Uh, he's he, he's really looking good as a passer this year. Uh, he's he's borderline MVP candidate at this point, if not if not close to the front runner. So given their record and, and his stats uh, and from a real NFL perspective, so and what and we you know Russ mentioned what he can do with his legs is is ridiculous. He he's just. He's not quite Lamar level, but he's probably the second best guy in the league in terms of running running with the football. So, uh, I mean, there's not much not to like. Like I said, the only question mark was was long term uh, stability, and we're going to see that within the next you know six months, I think. Yeah, and the reason I have him at seven, so I'm the lowest. Brad has him at five, and uh, the reason I have him lower is is not because of the longevity. I do think he's going to be the quarterback next year. He's He's just playing too well, and uh, there's no reason to that he fits well in that offense. Um, and they, they're nine and one. Yeah, like <laughs> he, he's, you know, there, there's no reason for them to move on from him. Um, and, and he's had more passing touchdowns recently, but the passing volume has lowered his ceiling. So, like, you see, you know, you see the guys that throw for you know five thousand yards or. Like yes, he'll he'll run for six, seven hundred yards and have have eight or nine touchdowns. Like last year, he was a QB one every single week. He finished QB eight, and he only had sixteen passing touchdowns. He has fifteen passing touchdowns this year, so he's on pace for more touchdowns. But he's probably not going to have more than you know twenty five or so passing touchdowns. Um, he's had some weeks where he's had one passing touchdown. Um, he threw for less than two hundred yards yesterday with one passing touchdown, but he. Backed it up with 86 yards on the ground with one with one rushing touchdown. He had 175 passing yards the week before, and he had two two passing touchdowns, 28 yards on the ground, and a touchdown. Um, so he's he's getting those totals, but some of the upside, you know, people forget passing still equals upside, and you need like you need someone that's going to be able to have that equivalent of the 5,000 yards passing and, and rushing combined um, to be a you know a top five fancy quarterback and oh, so oh, that, that's where i'm at i, I was just gonna say all that said he uh, again i'm looking at trade addict scoring so it may vary depending on what you're looking at but yeah we give a little uh, extra points for yardage which actually probably hurts jalen hurts uh and and he's still the qb3 in trade addict scoring so all that said he, he actually currently at least is a top five quarterback and yeah i, I i like i said i see this as a progression from year to year to year and i i don't think He's going to be worse as a passer going forward. So I, I just think he's going to live in that top six-ish range because of his legs and because he's getting, he's better as a passer than he was his first two years. The, the biggest thing that hurts Jalen Hurts is y'all's defense. Y'all's defense is only about true. 20 points twice this year. Twice out of 11 games they've allowed more than 20 points. He has no reason to go out there and throw for 300-plus yards every game. Because the defense is doing the job for him. So, really, we need, like, Fletcher Cox to, to be traded, moved. We need, some, you know, Darius Slay to go to another job. Like, you, you, the defense needs to get bad. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, he's about to start cursing at you, saying these things out loud. You better be careful. <laughs> well, to, and to your point, though, like the first six, seven games of the season, a big uh, real-life talking point here in Philadelphia was the fact that they, they kept not scoring in the second half, and I think that was largely because they would get out to big leads by halftime, and they didn't need to score in the second half, so they were running the ball a lot, and, and they didn't need to do much, and then maybe they let up a little bit. So uh, – Hopefully, uh, you know, they have actually had some close games these last few, but haven't haven't performed as well offensively. So hopefully maybe that happens and they they uh, they can get in some shootouts that are close. But, but like you said, I'm not sure that's going to happen because that defense is really good. And, and they've been fairly healthy this year, which has really helped, too. They haven't had any major defensive injuries so far. Well, Jordan Davis has missed, what, two weeks, the last couple weeks? Yeah, but, and they, they just right, signed man. a couple guys to replace him, uh, yeah. Sue and, and uh, oh. Limbaugh Joseph, yeah. Yeah, and so Lamar Jackson's next on the list, um, and a lot of these guys they're they're super close. You can tell by the rankings, and, and Lamar Jackson, uh, I I want to say uh, Brad might have Brad. Were you the highest on Lamar Jackson? Uh, I have him at six. I think uh, I have him so at five. Looks like Rocky's got him at five. Okay. Are we just skipping over Joe Burrow like he's nothing? Is that what's happening? I have it before, but his consensus was not no, good. No, I, I skipped over Joe Burrow on the bottom. I'm trying to navigate a couple screens here. So Joe Burrow is actually ahead of Jalen Hurts. Um, Joe Burrow came in at number four. And so that's my mistake. Thank you so much. Uh, so, Brad, you had Joe Burrow at number four. Um, well, why, should we, uh, why should people invest in Burrow? So, so I, I flipped and flopped between Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts, and the defense is the reason I ended up putting Joe Burrow ahead of him. I think the longevity perspective is pretty similar between Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts. They both have two excellent wide receivers in Jamar Chase and T. Higgins versus A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith, right? They both got some tight end. I think Cincinnati would be crazy not to re-sign Hayden Hurst to – a tight end for, you know, a team friendly tight end type deal. They've got Joe Mixon in the backfield. They've got a solid offense. They just don't have the defense to keep the offense from needing to put points on the board. So I, I think that's why I put it there. Cause I feel like he's going to be in more shootouts for the long term. Uh, and that, I mean, that's really all it came down to. So. Okay. Anyone uh, argument against Joe Burrow? That dude just throws so many touchdowns and like, it's not going to stop. <laughs> That's the thing. Like everyone keeps saying it's going to regress. It's going to regress. I'm like, no, this just might be it. Like with the players they have with the offense, they have to run because again, it's the only way they can stay in games. And with their offensive line being so bad, they can't establish a run at all. Yeah. He's just going to keep throwing. He's just going to, we're talking about Cincinnati right now. Calm down, man. Um, no, and, just, just turn off the shirt. <laughs> so I, I don't think it's going to stop, but like, really that, that will, that is the argument against Joe Burrow that, or they're going to Andrew luck him because they just don't want to give him an offensive line. But like they tried though, they did bring in two offensive linemen this year. Yeah. Like they did what they could in free agency to try to sure up that offensive line. And, just, and they still it, it didn't match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and people, you know, we've seen this before, like, the most important thing for offensive linemen is continuity. And like you putting up five, like they're like, we had five changes on the offensive line. And that rarely like shows on week one. Cause they're like, they're still working it out. And so they tend to get better as the team goes. Offensive lines tend to gel as the year goes on, the ones that are good. And you know, the, the they've looked a lot better. Their running attack as well as their pass protections looked a lot better. 
the second quarter of the season versus the first quarter where they were a hot mess. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, any, anyone that's a fantasy football fan, um, you cannot ignore offensive line play because that is like, that's the foundation that you build your house and any team with a bad offensive line, it's, you're seeing struggles for the running back. I think the only thing, only person that ever broke the code was, was Christian McCaffrey because that offensive line was always bad in Carolina, but you know, running backs and quarterbacks, they need a good offensive line. So again, I apologize for skipping over Joe Burrow to go back through our, our consensus, Josh Allen at one, Patrick Mahomes at two, Justin Herbert at three, Joe Burrow at four, Jalen hurts at five, Lamar Jackson at six, Brad, what was the ADP top six? Uh, Allen, Mahomes, Hertz, Herbert, and Burrow were the top five. Okay. And so we have Lamar Jackson at six. Um, Brad, let's talk Lamar Jackson and Dynasty. What, what's the outlook with him? He's a free agent next year. Um, they obviously need to get him some weapons. Rashad Bateman, there's a huge difference of for Jackson's play when Lamar Jackson's on the field versus not. And Lamar Jackson's he's been struggling the last couple of games, couple, couple weeks. Yeah, and really he only had a couple good games with Rashad Bateman the first half of the season before, you know, I say first half, but it was really the first three or four games before Bateman got hurt. And he he needs an alpha wide receiver to be able to produce in the passing attack. And right now they know Mark Andrews is the only thing. They let Demarcus Robinson do his thing yesterday, which was kind of, you know, and ended up biting them in the, in the rear end. But – I'd be willing as an, a defensive coordinator to say, you know what, if you beat me with Demarcus Robinson, that that's fine, right? <laughs> but I'm not going to let you beat me with Mark Andrews, and I'm not going to let you beat me letting Lamar Jackson run the ball. And I just don't think that is a recipe for successful football. So they have to make some changes and get him some weapons in the offseason. And until I see that, I can't move him above these other guys. It's not like I'm fading him. He's number six, right? So yeah. uh, it's just the longevity's not there. The, uh, there's some questions on, around that offense, and I'm just I'm just going to wait it out before I'm willing to put him above a Joe Burrow or a Jalen Hurts or anybody like that. Yeah, and they don't have a running back. I mean, they've they've had a different running back every every single week. It feels like, and like without that step running game. Lamar Jackson really struggles. Like he cannot be the only runner on the field. And like, that's been a, it's been a big struggle when they, when they run the ball, he plays a lot better. Yeah. And it's been that, I was going to make that same point. It's been that way for the, for the last, for the last two years now, uh, they haven't really had a, a legit running game. You've gotten a, you know, a few nice games from some of these older backs, like uh, Devontae Freeman last year and, and Kenyon, Kenyon Drake, but it, no one's respecting that running game, which which definitely is affecting Lamar's uh, passing. You know, as as well as you know, Bateman and Andrews have been banged up uh, off and on all year, and now Bateman's out for the year. So, yeah. And so the next guy on the list is Tua, and so Tua was a very uh, entertaining topic all off season. Um, a lot of people had you know Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle in their top ten wide receiver rankings and the first comment they would get is how do you have those guys in there with noodle arm to throwing the ball? Um, and then you see rankings where people have, you know, Jalen Waddle and Tyree kill in the top 10, but they have two at 17. And so I'm like, one of these don't make sense. Uh, but two is pretty high on all of our lists. Um, Brad, you have two at eight Rocky. You have two at 11. Uh, I have two at six. Rocky. And, and I like Russ, Tua. I just couldn't get him higher. 
Uh, Russ, you have him at seven. And for the record, I, I'm probably moving Lamar Jackson down and Jalen Hurts up in mine after our discussion. Um, Rocky's convinced me. But uh, with Tua, with Tua, um, I end up being the highest on Tua. And maybe I'm just trying to make a point here of just like apologizing to Tua. Like I, did, I was not a believer. Uh, I did believe all the Deshaun Watson stuff. But, you know, speaking of upside, like I said, I, I looking at the QB rankings, I was trying to figure out what are some like common traits for like top 10, top six guys. And it was like, can a guy throw for over 5,000 yards and 35 touchdowns? If they're like these elite runners, they, they, they're going to make it up on the ground, but they still got to throw a certain amount of touchdowns. But he is just like, he's on pace for so many yards and so many passing touchdowns. And he missed a couple weeks. And so like this offense with Mike McDaniel is working. It looks great and it can all, it can get better. Like this offensive line is still shaky and like they're starting to pick, figure out the running game, but like they could, they could go pick up a back next year. Like imagine Tony Pollard on the, the dolphins next year. Um, like there's a lot of things that could happen. And so two at six for me, uh, I think he's, he's shown me that he has the upside um, that, that Ravens game. I did not know he had that in him. Um, to be that that type of a gunslinger. So, um, Rocky, you're the opposite. You got him 11. Um, why do you hate Tua? <laughs> it's funny because uh, it's funny because I've been a big Tua supporter. I'm the exact opposite of you, <laughs> and, and I, I thought I thought I was giving him a nice ranking at 11. Uh, I think prior to this season, no one had him as a, as a QB one in dynasty rankings, uh, other than maybe me and Russ, and uh, <laughs> and. He's been good, and one there there is a little bit of, and I don't like to call guys injury prone, but he's definitely had some in- injury concerns yep. over the years. Uh, even going back, obviously to college, he came in with injury concerns, and he's been good, but he's been very up and down. He's like he's had a really good last three games. Uh, I was just looking at the scoring. He's, uh, but he had, he had like his first five games that he played, or well, four full games that he played. Three of them were under 19 points. So, and then that Baltimore game was mixed in there. So, he's still been kind of up and down uh, from a fantasy perspective. And I just tend to favor, and I'm not doing anything original here, I tend to favor the, the Russian quarterbacks in, in dynasty rankings and fantasy rankings. And he just doesn't really have that aspect to his game. He can, he can move a little bit and he'll score a rushing touchdown or two. But, it's not, you know, a big part of his game like the Hurts and 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 Allen that we've been talking about, and other guys we're going to talk about. So, Lamar Jackson. So, I I like to it. I like to a lot. Russ knows I like to a lot. I, I like I said, I thought I was doing pretty good by giving a guy that do, doesn't run a ton and and still hasn't proven to be at that elite level, putting him in eleven. I thought I was I was giving him a pretty nice ranking. Well, uh, we, we forgive you, and it's, it's <laughs> funny how the tables have turned. Um, we're going to check in with the sponsors real quick, and then we're going to get back to our rankings. Uh, I'm going to talk to you about our Thanksgiving free roll. If you like Super Bowl squares, you're going to love what we have for the D-Chens on Thanksgiving. Our friends at Play Action Pools have set us up with a football bingo contest for, 30, for Thursday's slate. It's simple to join and free to play on the SGPN app. Once you enter, you'll you'll see your unique bingo card on your screen. Whenever a touchdown is scored on Thursday, check your card to see if you have the player. If you do, check the box. If you get a bingo, you'll win $100 cash and a $100 SGPN gift card. That, that's pretty cool. 
Um, so Brad, what do you got for us on the NBA podcast? Uh, all right. So check this out. Holidays are right around the corner and you got to be thinking about how you're going to make ends meet and how you're going to give all these gifts to everybody. And let me tell you about Dave. Dave can help you get out of a pinch so you can enjoy the holiday season without that stress. If you're living paycheck to paycheck and struggling to make ends meet, the holidays may be this really stressful time for you. But with Dave, you can get your money sooner so that you can spend more time enjoying the holidays with your loved ones and not worrying about how much money you have to get through the week. So Dave is a banking app that could help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. With Dave, there's no interest, there's no late fees, nor are there credit checks. There's money to buy those last minute gifts, catch up on bills without having to wait for your next paycheck. And you can finally tackle those expenses that you've been stressing, that, that have been stressing you out without any hangups. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and you need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from the future you. So, so here's what we need you to do. Go to Go to your app store and download the Dave app right now, or you can go to Dave.com. Sign up for extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to Dave.com slash legal. Again, that's Dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees may apply. Banking is provided by Evolve Bank and Trust, and they are a member of FDIC. Yeah, and it's not me. I will charge you a late fee and interest with any any borrowing. So um, thoughts on Zeke rest of season. Uh, Russ, this is more kind of a, a redraft question, but uh, what are your thoughts on Zeke rest of the season? Is he going to be the backup to Tony Pollard? Is he, is he ever going to get back up to a 60-40 or a 50-50? It'll be exactly probably what it was this week where, I mean, the touches I don't think were that far apart. It's just that Zeke's going to get the red zone. Zeke's going to get the one-yard touchdowns, which he had two of them. And, and then Pollard is probably going to get a lot of – the all of the probably all of the passing work and a lot of the if they need to go no huddle if they need to just uh two two minute drill anything that they don't want to change their 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 people out there so the defense can't change either they're gonna have pollard out there because he's more versatile at this point i really was super high on z coming into the season like i bought into the fact that he was just hurt all last year and Maybe he's just done. It kind of seems that way, but it's it. He does not look great. Uh, I don't think he's useless in fantasy football, but RB one is not going to happen. Here were yes yesterday's. It was twenty one opportunities for Tony Pollard, sixteen for Zeke. Um, Zeke it was the more of the rushing back. He had uh, Tony Pollard played on thirty nine snaps. He ran eighteen routes, twenty one opportunities. Zeke was twenty nine snaps, five routes, sixteen opportunities. Um, so you know, like Russ said, that's. It's kind of what you're expected to see. Um, and then with the, you know, with the short yardage, that's more, more Zeke than Pollard. Sell, sell, For sell, what, just had two touchdowns, sell him. Is there any difference? This is a hot take. You can yell at me afterwards. Hell, you can yell at me now. What's the difference between him and Latavius Murray right now? Is there any? Better offense. Murray's going to get the red zone work. He's, he's going to get touchdowns here and there. If he doesn't get a touchdown, it's a bust week. Zeke's, if he doesn't get a touchdown, it's a bust week. Is there a difference? Zeke is still more talented than Latavius. I do not disagree with you, but in redraft, does that matter right now, especially when Pollard's getting all the work? Is it crazy to trade Zeke for Latavius Murray plus? 
Is it what, really? I just don't know that there's that much of a difference between the two. We're teams. talking about our oh, your your league trade deadline passed already. Oh, all right, never mind. Yeah, that's that's I mean, nice. I guess you're talking redraft, but like even still, that's early. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so let's get into the rest. That we're not going to be able to get all all 24 quarterbacks in here. Um, but the you know to back it up, one Josh Allen, two Patrick Mahomes, three Justin Herbert, four Joe Burrow, five Jalen Hurts. Six Lamar Jackson. Number seven was Tua. Number eight is Kyler Murray. And so Kyler Murray is interesting. I uh, signed the big contract. He also got his buddy Marquise Brown traded over there. It's not looks good. Um, Cliff Kingsbury might be going back to college here soon. If they don't figure it out, tonight's game will be interesting. Um, Kyler Murray, uh, Russ, what are your thoughts on uh, on Ky- Kyler Murray? His ceiling feels like it's gone. Like, I don't know what happened, but the offense, the weapons are still there. Kyler's still the same Kyler from two years ago, I guess. Like maybe those shoulder injuries are lingering around longer than it looks like. I don't know what it is, but like he's a super safe mid QB one, but that's not what you paid for most likely, In which case it sucks a little bit. But like, I mean... We are still mid QB ones. And I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, but like, I can't like he used to be top five and it's just, I can't do that anymore. I I don't disagree for from a 2022 perspective, but I still think there, the ceiling is there in terms of going forward. I, I think, I think it might help actually, if he gets a different coach, I don't love Kingsbury. You know, he's supposed to be this great offensive mind. I don't really think it's worked as well as they expected there, but uh, I mean, we're basically what I think we're seeing a floor season from Kyler. And I keep going back to, you know, looking at the scoring uh, for this year and he's QB eight at, at, in a floor season. So he's still got rushing upside either. Again, one of those quarterbacks that, that, that can run the ball. And I think the he's he is a very good passer. He's he's been one of probably the best combo of rushing and you know he doesn't have the rushing upside of Lamar, but I think he's a better passer than Lamar. I think he's a better passer than Hertz. So he's probably the best combo in the league, and I think he might just need a better coach to unlock it. So from a I think I was one of the higher ones on him. I don't remember if I was the highest. Yeah, but you were you were the highest. No, Russ was the highest at six. You were at seven. Then uh, Brad and I tanked his his ranking by putting him at eleven each. <laughs> so yeah, so but yeah, I, I still think going forward he 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 could have uh a much higher ceiling if, if he gets in the right system, right coach. They're gonna have to replace Hopkins with somebody. Um yeah. but but I definitely think the potential is there. And I think even if not, what we're gonna see is something similar to this season, which like Russ said, you're still getting a mid QB one, which is which is which is fine. My I'll let, let two points on him and I'll Brad take it. One injuries are a concern with his size. I mean he's missed some time. Um, you know, and with any Russian quarterback, you're going to see some of that, but, um, the number two is just like the personality issues that we've been having. Like, it's not like Baker Mayfield bad, but it's like not a good vibe with what's going on with him and his, his team. They're putting that stuff into his contract. And then you see the stuff on the sideline with him and Hopkins and it's just, you know, I just, bro, you didn't see Fiddy? Some you didn't of the, some of the leadership stuff, I just don't know if he has it. Where like Jalen Hurts, like he's got that oh, team. He does, yes. And so like, and even last year when they weren't winning as many games, like 
they're behind him. And it's clearly not the same thing with Kyler Murray. And that's like, that's a concern for me. I know that's kind of like an ambiguous thing. It's not necessarily like an X's and O's thing, but we've seen it happen to where it does cause a problem with, you know, free agents or receivers or other things. And uh, maybe there's something to this not studying thing. And plus, you got to worry about when the new Call of Duty stuff comes out. So, yeah, you know. <laughs> wait, what they say he's, he's one in three since Call some, of Duty some, came out. Yeah, it's something. <laughs> yeah, every time yeah, new, uh, new so thing comes out, he seems to lose or something. Brad, did I did I say did I miss anything on Kyler Murray? So, continuity is the big one for me. Continuity, right? I talked about how for guys to be in my top twelve, I need to make sure there's continuity for them for at least three years, and there's just not that. We think Cliff Kingsbury's out. DeAndre Hopkins within the next three years is not going to be on that team anymore. There's too much volatility with that offense for me to have him any higher than 11. But that ceiling, like Rocky said, is top five, top three, even if he gets the right coach and the right offense put around him. But right now, I got to wait before before I can do that. So this is this is an interesting one. Deshaun Watson's our number nine. And so Deshaun Watson is the same age as Patrick Mahomes, who's our number two. And it feels like he's much older. Uh, but he is almost two years away from playing. Um, he gets a little bit of a, a brown and orange shaded bump from Brad um, because Brad is the highest on him. Uh, he may or may not be a Browns fan. Uh, but Deshaun Watson is, you know, he's two years away. He's in a whole new system. He's a, a, a Cleveland Browns uh, quarterback. He does have Amari Cooper. He has Nick Chubb for a couple of years. He's got, um, you know, he's got a decent offensive line. It seems like a pretty solid head coach. Um, I'm trying to see who was the lowest on, on Deshaun Watson. Rough. So, Russ, rough I'm not even looking, and I'm sure it's me. Yeah. It yeah. So, <laughs> Russ, why do you hate Deshaun Watson? Oh, there are many reasons. <laughs> he's a, he's horrible a horrible human being. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, sure he can – Look, the, the, the dude is talented. Like, he was really, really good coming in. He was really, really good in the league. He's a piece of shit. I don't know what to tell you. So, like, I don't want to deal with that at all. Like, Rocky. I put him – I if this was personal rankings, he'd be so much lower. But, I mean, I have to realize we are doing this not for ourselves, but for people listening. And I want to not give crap, you know, advice. So, I put him higher – than I want to, but yeah, I have no interest in having that man on any of my teams. So with, with him, you think you had him at 11 rock. So Rocky, you have Deshaun Watson at nine. At nine yep. And so you and I both have him at nine, Brad had him at seven and then uh, Russ had him at 11. So, you know, with the age, with the situation, huge contract. Um, he had a massive contract, fully guaranteed. He's going to be with the Browns. They cannot cut him or they're just going to have to pay a fortune to get rid of him. So, I mean, he's there. Um, what's the, you know, what's the outlook like in most likely next year, even though he starts in the next two weeks, December 4th against Houston Texans. And that wonderfully just convenient. Uh, like, yeah. Uh, suspension. <laughs> yeah. Very, very convenient. I'm sorry. Was that me? Yeah, yeah, so what I'm sorry, I got Sean distracted Watson. by my phone there for a second. You got Deshaun Watson problem. at nine. What, what are your thoughts on his outlook? Because there's people out there that are rebuilding, that are thinking, you know, hey, I'm, I'm going to go trade this quarterback for, you know, and get Deshaun Watson back. Is that someone that, you know, like 
like what's like what do you think the value is uh or like what's the outlook of him next year again he's two years removed from football do we think he's gonna do anything this year when he gets on the field yeah i mean i think there's definitely risk there especially for this year i don't expect much this year um he's just started practicing in the past week i believe he's allowed to finally start practicing again and as you said hasn't played in two years um, he's with the new team. I mean, he's had, I, I assume he's, you know, he's had the playbook, so he's had time to learn the system, but he's still playing in a new system for the first time. It's not generally been a quarterback friendly system with Kevin Stefanski. Uh, so there's risk there, but he's still, I just go back to, and I do have him knocked down a little bit because I think if everything's, you know, going back two years ago, he's a top five quarterback. Um, and I have him in nine. So uh, I'm kind of weighing in that risk a little bit. There's obviously the risk that, that Russ talked about, that he is a piece of shit and, and something happens again. There's also that risk built in. But I just think come, I think probably come next year on the field, we're, we're going to see that talent continue to shine through. And as long as he does keep himself uh, in check from being and doesn't get himself suspended again, uh, and I, I kind of think they might build uh, a little more of the offense around them in addition to just it's basically Amari and a bunch of guys at wide receiver right now. As much as I love David Bell, he's not not shown out the way we we had hoped, Russ. Um, five, so, don't, don't, don't you dare bad, bad mouth five-star recruit Donovan Peoples-Jones. He's actually – Donovan Peoples-Jones is actually playing, like, he's under the right. radar very well. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, uh, and I just want to point out that our ADP and our consensus were pretty close. Um, but Allen at one, Mahomes at two, Hurts at three. This is ADP based on DLF. Herbert at four, Burrow at five. So th- those were all close. Jackson at six, Murray at seven, two at eight, Prescott at nine, Watson at 10, Fields at 11, Lawrence at 12. That's ADP. And looking at our, our next guy, it's, it's right on path. We have, you know, Hertz at five, Jackson at six, two at seven, Murray at eight, Watson at nine, and number 10 is Dak Prescott. And so, um, you know, with Dak Prescott, we're not seeing as much running as we did earlier in his career, um, but we're seeing a high pass volume. Um, CeeDee Lamb finally came through last week, not this week, but last week with a huge, you know, a huge game. Um, he's Dalton Schultz has been playing really well now that he's getting healthier and Dak's back. Dak's getting healthier. The offense was absolutely on fire yesterday. Um, Tony Pollard, the receiving ability really took off. So Dak Prescott, he's a little older. Um, People kind of forget he's 29. um, So he'll be a 30-year-old quarterback here soon. He's had a couple injuries, but, um, you know, with with Dak Prescott, he feels feels pretty safe. And so, uh, Russ, you have him at nine. I have him. At 12, Rocky has him at 10, and Brad has him at 10. So, um, Brad, Dak Prescott, let's talk about his, his outlook. Yeah, the only reason he's this low for me is the age, right? When you think dynasty, you're looking longevity, all those things we talked about earlier. Uh, and it's really just that. They've got an offense around him, but there's a little bit of volatility, right? What's going on with Zeke? What's going on with Tony Pollard? 
The offensive line is getting older and is not looking as good. So there's a little bit of offensive volatility that I have a little bit of concern about, along with his age, it's going to bump him down. He's, he's obviously still a top 12 quarterback. I think we'd be surprised to see him outside of the top 12 with the way that he's played when healthy. Even if you go back to, to last season, he, he looked pretty good. So I think, uh, I think the age and the offensive line, running back situation is really what's kind of doing it for me. And I personally have a hatred for Kellen Moore because I don't think he's very good of a play caller. Uh, so that bothers me with Dak Prescott right now. Uh, I just, I do think that offense would be better in general uh, with a different play caller. And they lean uh, this weekend was an exception to the rule. I feel like their defense has really been the reason that they've been winning games up to this point, not necessarily because of Dak Prescott's on Anybody, anything else on Dak Prescott? I, I, I just real quick was just going to say the thing that I, I don't even worry so much about the age at quarterback 29 is not that big of a deal to me, but it, I, what Brad said about the offensive line has been worse and we haven't really seen prime deck. I think much at all since the major injury two years ago, where he missed the whole season. Uh, he's, it's just been a lot of up and down, a lot of inconsistency and, and the offensive line probably has something to do with that. Uh, the this year especially in the games he has played, it's basically uh, C.D. Lamb and 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 Dalton Schultz as a safety valve, and and they don't really have much else to threaten defenses with. So, I, I that's my only concern with him is just what is that offense going to be moving forward? Are they going to improve the offensive line? Are they going to you know I like Michael Gallup, but is he? I don't know if he's going to be the they, they did resign him, so they think he's going to be the answer going forward. But I don't know if he's the answer at wide receiver two going forward uh, from a real NFL perspective. So that that that's my main concern is kind of the weapon, and and we've talked about this on Trade Addicts too. Dalton Schultz, I think. He's kind of just a guy. I mean, Dak, he does well for fantasy because Dak likes to throw to tight ends. He he's made Jason he made Jason Witten post Monday Night Football a thing even. So uh, so I, I, I just he's not a special like he's not a, a weapon. I don't think most uh, defensive coordinators are worried about containing Dalton Schultz. So it's basically C.D. Lamb and, and then uh, fading Zeke and and you know a oh. decent Pollard. So yeah. Odo Beckham will be in the building this week to visit. <laughs> um, so that'll be interesting. He's coming off of a second ACL surgery, um, but he is in the building. Um, he ironically was upset with the Rams because he wanted a Michael Gallup kind of contract. And Michael Gallup got a, a big contract. Like, I still yes. don't know how they traded Amari Cooper for what they did. And, and then you look at Michael Gallup's contract, and it's like, why, why don't you just give the Browns Michael Gallup if that's what they're paying? And, and, you and just, Amari's contract looks like a bargain compared to what everybody else, you know, I mean, not yeah. that he's as good as some of those guys that got those huge contracts, but he's still a very good, you know, even if, if older wide receiver. And none of these guys are Christian Kirk, I think is all it comes down yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Amari Cooper is 28. Yeah. You know, he feels yeah. like he's so much older, but feels like he also kind of like he came in the league when he was 16. I mean, he's, he's 28. And uh, I'm still surprised he's older than 24 every time I think about it. Yeah, like he's still, to me, he's just like, oh, yeah, he's eternally 24. <laughs> and so the next guy on our list is Justin Fields. And Justin Fields has improved his stock over the last month more than any of these quarterbacks. Um, but, of course, what happened? He got hurt yesterday. Um, so uh, that's – you know, he had dislocated shoulder, um, so no major structural injury. It was to his non-throwing shoulder. It wasn't a knee. 
it wasn't, you know, um, a head injury and it wasn't, you know, uh, a throwing shoulder, but a running quarterback uh, got hurt. He may not play this week. He's, he's, uh, you know, questionable for this week with Justin Fields. Uh, you know, I think there's more, more confidence now in the longevity of Justin Fields than there was, you know, a month ago. Um, is Justin Fields a sell at this point, Russ, with how, how good he's playing? Or do you think, you know, you want to, you want to, you want to try to buy? Uh, I, well, <laughs> that, that's probably, no, uh, he's probably way too expensive at this point to buy because he's still just doing way too freaking well. Um, I have always been a Fields fan. Uh, he was my QB2 coming in. I mean, you just, couldn't put someone ahead of Lawrence. Um, but I always believed in fields and hated every moment of watching Matt Nagy just ruin Justin Fields. And then this ever blue ever, ever fluce, Matt ever. <laughs> it sounds so made up like that's like a fairy's name in a fantasy novel. Um, like the next Zelda game, that's gonna be who follows Link around. Um <laughs> They bring in Velas Jones, like that's the wide receiver they bring in. It's just like, oh, you don't want Fields to succeed either. Cool. And then all of a sudden, they're like, maybe we should let Fields be himself and not this statue of a quarterback we want him to be. And then he's freaking great. And then it's like, okay, fine, we'll get Chase Claypool. I mean, it's better than nothing, right? At least it shows that they're like, all right, maybe we'll invest in an offense a little bit. Whoa, whoa, but- whoa! Don't don't forget about Nikhil Harry. <laughs> I do everything oh, within my power I to forget Russ about Nick Harry. For a so, uh, so many uh, one on ones used on the kill. Russell's yeah. stone face reaction in the kill. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. That shout was out, very good. Shout out to Josh, uh, Josh Allen Camp. Uh, he put out there on Twitter was the the Bears paid a second round pick. They they could have drafted George Pickens with a second round pick instead. They paid a second round pick to replace to to get the guy that George Pickens replaced, and then George Claypool is a free agent next year. We just talked about all this like buku cash that got thrown out to MVS and Christian Kirk. Claypool is going to be looking for money next year. Like I, I I don't know what the Bears are doing with that Claypool pick, but we're talking QBs. Um, let's rate this team below one through ten. Herbert Deshaun. You got Keenan Allen, Godwin, Hollywood, Rondell Moore, DJ Moore, Juju, running back, CMC, Zeke, Pacheco, Mark Andrews, 12-team, half PPR. I'm assuming it's this is this redraft and one quarterback. I'm just going to assume that. And so uh, anyone want to go first? I mean, it's a solid seven-ish. I mean, you're, I love every wide receiver. Like, the, like if you just, but the problem is if you add the rest of the wide receivers, I love, you'd have a very good wide receiver room, like adding Waddle and Higgins. But like, I love Keenan and Godwin and Hollywood and Rondale and DJ Moore and Juju, but ceiling isn't there. And I have a but, redraft team with Keenan, Godwin, and Hollywood, and it's been held to, to live through this season with their, the three of those guys. Injured. Like Godwin's fine now, but the beginning of the year was rough with him, and then you've had the rest of the year with the other two. So, yeah. Yeah, and, you're, you know, I mean, maybe now with what the Chiefs want to do with Pacheco, you may have a solid running back too, but. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, there's, it's there's great bones, and unfortunately it's redraft that you can't do much about it until something happens on the waiver wire, but it, it, it's a 
I'll say a seven, which is still pretty good for redraft. If his wide receivers could get healthy, he's got the makings of a contending team. He's got a top-tier quarterback. He has a top-tier tight end. He has a top-tier running back. And he has a hell of a, a wide receiver room if the dudes can get healthy. Godwin's been the healthiest out of the whole group. Hollywood, we're hoping, is back next week. He, he got in some living at practice this week. And he was on he was on uh, pace for like a fourteen hundred yard double digit touchdown season. Obviously, that was without uh, DeAndre Hopkins playing. But he's got Juju was looking really good in those four games before he got hurt. He's got a good wide receiver core. He just needs them to get healthy, and I think CMC is going to be enough to carry him through Zeke and Pacheco, and then Herbert and Andrews will carry him the rest of the way. I I kind of low key like this team. Rocky, I. I, does he have a, a high-end quarterback? I, I, I from a dynasty perspective, he does. From a redraft perspective, Herbert has not been great this year, and and he's getting maybe, healthier. You're, that's he's, what I was going to say. Getting, getting Keenan back with getting Mike right. Williams back, maybe it improves. But it it's been kind of a rough season. And then and like Russ said, I like a lot of those wide receivers. But Keenan's just coming back. Hollywood hopefully is coming back soon. DJ Moore is just the biggest. Who? Status thing Who? ever is DJ Moore's career basically because <laughs> um, he's—I think he's so talented, but he he can't get a quarterback and he can't live up to our fantasy hopes. Uh, we we kind of talked about Zeke. Which, I mean, after CMC, there's not much there. Right? I, I think I'd be a little lower than you guys are, maybe like a six-ish range. Yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna go with a with a six, and, and the reasoning is. Is the you know the lack of, of running back depth the Tony Pollard taking over for Zeke really has hurt and even if Zeke continues to get the similar touches but he's getting all the carries like if you're in any type of PPR format it's a weighted value and your your targets are worth two and a half times and so if you're getting like Miles Sanders yesterday what do you have you know like he had like sixteen carries he had like almost eighty yards rushing but no touchdowns one one catch. Like that's like that's a not gonna do it, and it's like Zeke's gonna give you some pretty TD dependent performances. If he doesn't get in the in the end zone, it's gonna be and Pacheco. It's kind of the same thing. Like Jarek McKinnon's been low key very good, and Jarek McKinnon's oh, been getting it's not low key. Jets the best. Like <laughs> yeah, he's been getting a lot of, and he's the he's the running back. I'm kind of like trying to get in my PPR leagues as a little flex play, but uh, yeah, the the wide right receivers you just don't like. You're looking at like boom weeks. You're looking at like the the top end receivers. Like that's where you're going to get your boom weeks. Um, but I do love the Mark Andrews play, and I think if this team can make it to the playoffs, that you can have you can you know they can be dangerous. Keenan Allen coming back really helps. Godwin's coming back. He's off coming off the bye this week, so the bye weeks are done. And so like it's you know you should be able to to be able to to be in there. But I just would like to have a receiver. Like I, I don't think you have a receiver that's in the top twelve, and far as far as redraft scoring, and so that's a problem. And then your your RB two is not in the top twenty, and so that's that's a problem as well. So because you're, you're going to have some of these teams in the league that are going to have Tyreek Hill and going to have Stephon Diggs and Justin Jefferson, and those can be hard to to keep up with. Uh, let's go to Trevor Lawrence. And thanks for the, the comments. Thanks for watching, Liam. Um, let's go with Trevor Lawrence. So Trevor Lawrence is, um, you know, he's now behind Justin Fields in Dynasty rankings. And so with Trevor Lawrence, 
Um, you know, he's shown some improvement this year, but he's also still shown some room for growth. Russ has him at 12. I have him at 10. Rocky has him at 12. Brad, you have him at nine. Brad, you, you've, you've had an affinity for Trevor Lawrence and you've kept it that way. You have him above Justin Fields. Uh, why are you still a believer in Trevor Lawrence? Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson, the, the organization bringing in Calvin Ridley, uh, who is still, believe it or not, as old as he is, still on his rookie deal and likely to be re-signed before the beginning of next season. So they're going to lock in a Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk duo for him. Travis Etienne, an upgrading defense that's really kind of coming around and young. I just think he's on the precipice, for me, of being a top 10 dynasty quarterback. Uh, or I'm sorry, a top like he could by the mid, middle of next season, if what I believe Doug Peterson and offense will look like next, he will be a top five dynasty quarterback for me. And that's why I think I have him a little bit higher than most right now, because I just have the belief he's looked good. And I got into a big argument that damn interception that Justin Simmons had in the end zone that look, could Trevor Lawrence have thrown a better football? Yes. He could have. Anybody could have. You can always critique a throw afterwards. But that was a hell of an interception and jump up in the air by Justin Simmons on our laser that Trevor Lawrence was throwing into the end zone. So I don't think he makes as bad of decisions or as bad of throws as what people are kind of giving him credit for right now. I think he's improved severely, and I think Doug Peterson's going to continue to kind of grow him and that offense. He's really doing good things with him. So I, I see good things on the horizon. And for me, he's a guy to go by right now because most people are pretty low on him right now. And you can get him way cheaper than what he costed a year ago when he was drafted at 101 overall in your dynasty. He was super flex leagues. Yeah, and I, I'm the guy he's arguing with because I said, you know, I, I can give him the pass on just on Justin Simmons. It was nice, but he did the same thing the week before against the Bronx, against the Raiders. And so that's where you don't get a pass from me. You, yeah. you do it once. Okay, you do it twice. And you do it against the Raiders. It's double. Um, so I, I don't know. that that's. But I'm, I'm still high on Trevor Lawrence. And for me, um, I, I kind of do my rankings based on like what I think trade value is. And I still think you can get a lot from Trevor Lawrence. People are, are still, you know, the, he was the number one pick. He was, uh, you know, the, the best prospect since, you know, since Andrew Luck, all that stuff. I think that, you know, everything Brad just said is, is good reason that you could, you can still sell him for, for pretty good value. Um, you know, and I have, I have him a little bit higher than you guys, but not too much. I have him at 10. You guys have him at uh, 11 or 12. And I have him at 12 part kind of part of the reason you said too, is I kind of weighted trade value into this. I, I still have my doubts about Trevor Lawrence. I, I, I know Urban Meyer was there last year and that was a big part of it, but, and I wish I had pulled the tweet up, but a while back I, I did a tweet uh, where I actually did something Russ and I never do was just look at some research and numbers and, uh, <laughs> and, and yeah. <laughs> And and just I looked at some like statistical benchmark and they were rate things like uh, TD percentage and and interception rate and things like that um, from his rookie year and nobody had ever been that bad over a 16 game season and and turned out to be good basically the high end uh, comp based off of the you know just the benchmarks that I looked at which is what you know basically what Trevor Lawrence had done and anybody who had been that bad or worse. Um, Alex Smith was the high end guy, basically. So 
I don't know necessarily that he's going to be Alex Smith. I, I hope he'll still be better, but I don't have high hopes that he's going to be some elite quarterback. I don't think there's going to be ceiling there. I don't think he's going to be, uh, you know, Andrew Luck. I don't think he's going to, I certainly don't think he's going to be Patrick Mahomes. Uh, so I, I, I just don't think that ceiling we thought was there coming out is ever going to be there. And I think the trade value is still there, which is why I put him at 12. But I could see a year from now, he doesn't, he's still producing. 15 to 22 point games most weeks and he's QB 17 or something like that, because we're all down on him because he still hasn't, you know, started putting up 35 point games. Do they, do they weigh the urban Meyer effect at all into that form? I did not. I get, no, I did not weigh the, I get it. I get it, but I still, no, I, 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 my point, I even said this when I put, I wish, like I said, I wish I could have pulled it up, but, uh, and I, I'm too stupid to search it on Twitter, but uh, <laughs> it's not you. <laughs> the search on Twitter is atrocious. Yeah. So, but it, it was just, it, I, I, I said in this tweet that I, there's other guy, I know Urban Meyer is horrible, but there's other quarterbacks who've had really bad coaches yeah. uh, to start their careers. And we're not as bad. And, and well, these Justin were bad Fields for rookie numbers. These weren't bad for like, quarterback numbers these were bad for a, a 16 game rookie his his numbers last year were atrocious but justin Fields is a good example where you've seen massive growth and we just haven't yeah. seen it with trevor we've seen some improvements but then we've seen him go down and so that's where like and, and fields also has the legs too though which lawrence can move and he, he can run with the ball but you know he's not justin the guys we're talking about justin fields kyler murray lamar jackson he's not he's never going to be that kind of guy so let's go through our buys and sells, and let's just go with both at the same time. Um, so, Russ, you put down, and I'll let you pick. You had Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence, and you had Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray as your sells. Um, pick one of each. Okay, well, I'm going to – man, we talked about everything, why I want these things to happen. I think Joe Burrow – I'm done. You – let me talk. So I'm just going to talk too much. Um, uh, Joe Burrow is a buy because like I said before, everyone thinks that those touchdowns are going to stop. They are not going to anytime soon. So if they don't have him as a top five quarterback, you buy him at less than a top five quarterback and you're going to get the points for it. Uh, Trevor Lawrence for everything Brad said, I like, I, I had to stop shaking my head because it was just going to end up hurting my neck after a while. I agree with everything he said. Um, selling Lamar and Kyler. I mean, I kind of said it before and why I have them lower than most of everyone else does so much is going on so much is weird so much just isn't showing anymore that yeah their floor is probably pretty safe i don't think the ceiling is there most people still probably think of them as top five six quarterbacks and if you can get that price i think it's worth getting out yeah and so i i had wrote wrote down my cell before some of the things came out today um and i I'll say if you can get anything for Zach Wilson, you should do it. Um, Selling Zach Wilson never a bad idea. I yeah. don't care. I don't care if you get a bad price for. Him. Yeah, like well, I, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure he was going to be the quarterback going into the next year, and now we find out we're not sure he's going to be the quarterback going into the next week. So, yeah. Oh no, I made, I sold, I made Dave freeze again. That was okay. he's back. I, I saw Zach Wilson yesterday morning. And I couldn't feel better as well as feel kind of bad a little bit. Um. And then Kyler Murray, I'm with you on that one, Russ. Like I said, I just I'm not I'm not a believer in Kyler. Um, and then for my buy, it's Trey Lance. And so we've talked about that class. Um, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, I'm out. Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, I'm in. 
I'm still in on Trey Lance. Um, maybe, you know, maybe he's, he's not going to be that, that guy that you were paying up or drafting as a top six guy, but now's the time you can get him. Like people are getting towards their deadlines or getting towards their playoffs if they don't have a deadline and they're going to want, they're going to want pieces that can help them now. And Trevor Lawrence is I mean, not Trevor, Trey Lance is, is not one. So like, just like I traded Cooper cup today, you could trade, you know, you could trade for Trey Lance and go, you know, go get Trey Lance and get a piece. You know, other people are looking for people that, that can play now. So you say, I'll take Trey Lance off your hands and I'll give you somebody that can produce now. And so he's not going to cost what he cost four months ago. Plus he had two games. Well, one game in one quarter this year, one game was a, uh, you know, tsunami. And then they had the one quarter before he got hurt. So people got to see him play a little bit and they didn't see anything. So there's, there's that too. So I just think at this point, like whether you believe in Trey Lance or not, everyone's got a price point. He's not going to cost you three first. Like he was earlier, you know, like crazy stuff. Like I think you can get him for a very reasonable price right now. And it's only it's only gonna go back up this offseason. Yeah, I'm, I I kind of agree with you on Trey Lance. I don't know if you want me to just go right into to yeah, my, my two guys. Okay. Uh I had to, to plug for my guy Kirk Cousins. Uh I, I'm the biggest Kirk Cousins stan in the world. Uh, he was <laughs> he was I, I get he was awful yesterday against the Cowboys, which which tanks uh, his season long production, but I I looked at through, through week 10, he did, he was doing what he does every single year. He was the QB 11 prior to this week. He's always a low end QB one. No one ever values him as a QB one because he's older and he doesn't have a huge ceiling, but he's constantly giving you production for a cheaper price. So uh, he's a guy, you know, you can probably get for in most, you probably have to pay like a late first to maybe a tiny bit on top of that if that uh, given the 23s i don't even know if you, you have to you could probably get him for 24 first so i'm sorry were you gonna say something Dave? yeah with, with him um wait till after thursday because you got the prime time game at night oh that's true yeah the eagles prime time game really they, they, year where he also sucks, you know <laughs> I, I forget who threw it out there but you know prime time games obviously he sucks in october it's something i mean it was pumpkin spice lattes or something he kills it in october <laughs> Um, but like I'm a cousin Stan as well. And so I, I like that, but I would be wary because he is, if you buy him, he is on Sunday night at eight 20. It's Thursday. like clockwork too, man. Like every <laughs> single time, like it's become Amari, a joke, but it really happens every time people joke about it. Yeah. Amari does it on purpose at this point. I think so. <laughs> yeah, Amari um, Cooper on the road, Kirk Cousins in prime time. <laughs> just sit them both. Like, yes, you know, but other than that, they're good to go. Um, so who is your other? Uh, and my, my cell was, uh, I it was Dak Prescott just because I think for some people, at least he's still valued pretty highly. And we, you know, Brad and I had talked about some, some of the concerns with Dak earlier in the show and I, I think he'll be fine. But if, if you can get a decent, like top eight, nine quarterback price for, I know he had him at 10, but, uh, or, or we went ahead. Yeah. 10, uh, but, but still, if you, I, I still think people think of him as elite. And I think he's more just good like i i just think the fantasy like like i said about lawrence going forward i think the ceiling is kind of more capped than it used to be i'm with you on that and i think people will be interested in dak like he's 
pretty consistent, and they saw him kill it the last couple of weeks. I think that's a good one. Brad, yeah, two, two, Cousins plus. There you go. <laughs> I was waiting for them to mock Kirk Cousins and have Dak Prescott wearing a whole bunch of chains on the ride home. <laughs> I didn't see it. But there is a cartoon awesome. of it. There is a cartoon of it. There you so, go. There you go. Yeah. Brad, what do you got before we get out of here? I, so my buy is Ryan Tannehill. Dude's not even ranked in the top 24 quarterbacks in Dynasty ADP right now. There are the, So DLF startup ADP has Malik Willis at 21, and Ryan Tannehill's not even there anywhere. So to me, it's Ryan Tannehill. We saw the Malik Willis couple games, and it did not look good from really either side of the ball, running or or throwing. So to me, that just solidified Ryan Tannehill. He's still not old necessarily. I think he's 34. Is that right? 34? 34. Um, yeah, so I, I think he's still got a couple years in him with the Tennessee Titans, and you can get him for pennies on the dollar, similar to a Jimmy Garoppolo, who everybody believes, and I also believe is going to be a starting quarterback for the next couple years in the NFL. And my sell, I was going to say Geno Smith right now because at the time I'm kind of going back and forth around this over the last couple of days, I'm like, all right, do we really think Geno Smith is going to be a starting quarterback moving into next year? And then today comes out there and talks about long-term contracts. I was like, well, all right, looks like Geno Smith's going to be a starting quarterback. <laughs> so I'm moving to Kyler Murray as myself, similar to kind of a little bit uh, similar to what Russ was talking about, where I just think the value you can get out of him right now is still probably top five. Yeah. You, you can sell him as a top five dynasty quarterback right now and get a Dak Prescott plus if you're a Prescott believer or a Deshaun Watson plus if you're a Watson believer or maybe even Jalen. You might be able to trade him for Jalen Hurts. Maybe not right now, but in the offseason, you might be able to trade him for two a plus. Like there's just so many other players that I would rather have. I've got Kyler at 11. So I've got 10 other quarterbacks that I'd trade him for and take plus because I think other people probably have him a little bit higher. So I just think the value is above what his ceiling is at this point with the volatility I talked about earlier. So he's myself. Yeah, and Track put out there today about um, Gino kind of talking about what transition tag, franchise tag, like what do you think they're going to do? They have the Broncos pick. The Broncos pick is the fifth overall pick. So they're probably going to be out of the Stroud and Young sweepstakes. But they have a lot of capital. They could trade up. But Houston and Carolina are one and two. If it sticks that way, those guys cannot trade out. Houston and Carolina will draft Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud in whatever order. And then they're going to be left with Will Levis or whatever. So they might oh, go. They look so bad as of late. Yeah, they, they're, pro- like they're probably going to stick with Geno and use that top five pick. That top five pick is going to be a top three player in the draft if you discount the quarterbacks. And, uh, you know, they're going to get a stud, um, you know, whatever position they want, really. Um, so, hey, I really appreciate you guys. Any last parting words before we get out of here? I didn't drop it once, Russ. Not I, once today. I don't know I about you, I but I can talk a real long time for this outro, and this show ain't over yet. Just And you're still tossing. I'm going to put it down real quick. That's that's the right move, man. You know, that's Russ right has move. 10 podcasts, so if he wants to plug them all, we're going to be here a while. Hey, now where can we find you, Russ? At Dynasty Outhouse on Twitter, Trade Addicts Pod, DLF Family Podcast, App Network, 
and I probably do more that I can't think of right now, but I guess that's the important stuff. <laughs> well, hey, I appreciate you coming on. If you ever need anything, please reach out. Rocky, okay. where can we find you? Uh, hosting Trade Addicts with Russ uh, every Tuesday. Uh, also host another DAP Network podcast, uh, or one of the hosts, uh, Dynasty Junkies, along with my guys Andrew Hall and Scott Sidlow. And uh, another DLF family podcast, Dynasty Game Night, that Russ also does. So that that's yeah, a real yeah, fun yeah. one. You should go listen to that uh, if you don't already. Oh, crap. Right. I have to edit that. So you'll love, <laughs> there'll be one soon. <laughs> yes, yeah, so there'll be one very soon that you can listen to. And me and well, Russ will both be on that one. Well, as always, good luck this season. Again, thanks for coming on, guys. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you.